0: Charles Leno gets his contract restructured. Does that signal a big move is coming? Pro Football Talk has their power rankings. Where do the Commanders rank this week? And PFF gives out their grades. Do you think they're fair? We're going to look at each one. All coming up on the Daily Commanders Update for 12 September. Let's go. (music) Greetings and salutations. Welcome to your Daily Commanders Update here on Ref the District. I'm the Stoner. We are a proud member of the Believe Network. If you're here for the first time, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Everybody else, make sure you hit that like button. We appreciate you. And if you're listening on audio, whatever platform that may be, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well so you get all the content we put out, which is every single day. Here's the update for today. We've got a lot to get to, even though today is a day off. Tuesdays are days off in the NFL but that doesn't mean things aren't going on behind the scenes and you got grades and rankings and all that good stuff for the week. So, uh, let's get right to it. The first thing here that we want to talk about is, uh, from Mike Garofalo. Of course, this is yesterday. You may have already heard this, uh, news yesterday, but it is some roster news that's kind of important. And that is that, uh, the commanders are signing Jameson Crowder to their active roster. He was elevated from the practice squad, uh, this past week, but now he is, uh, going on to the official 53-man unit. They can do that. They can bring a guy up, uh, a veteran up onto the 53 for the day of the game without him actually uh, being on the squad. So now he is officially going to be on the squad. He was pretty good. Uh, He wasn't spectacular, but he showed some burst. He showed some signs that maybe he can be very helpful in the punt return game. We'll see if he is needed at all in the receiver game. Uh, okay, so the next thing uh, we're going to get into is what I mentioned in the uh, opening. There is that uh, uh, from Nikki Javala here. Uh, co- the Commanders converted seven and a half million of Charles Leno's base salary this year into a bonus. Good on you, Charles Leno. Party at the Leno's house. But just get all of a sudden, a check's going to come in for seven and a half million dollars, and they tacked on three additional void years to his contract to clear six million dollars in salary cap room per source. What does that mean? Why did they do that? First of all, the team only had about $500,000 under the cap to use for any sort of signings or roster moves. So they cleared some space. And a lot of people are speculating, what does this mean? Um, First of all, Josina Anderson uh, put out this particular tweet and she said, I'm told that the commanders have quietly been making uh, some preliminary inquiries. Now, this was a little while ago. So I'm not saying that, she's putting this out there today, but this was back in June that we were that the commanders were looking at Kareem Hunt. So a lot of people are taking that as speculation that maybe they're looking at another running back with the performance of Antonio Gibson this week, and we'll get to that performance here in, in a little bit. But does it mean that they're going to make a move? Well, I think if they make any sort of move, it's only going to be for the veteran minimum. Anyway, that's just my personal opinion, but you never know. Sometimes you just need to have that space just in case. What happens if a key member goes down and they need to trade for a guy or somebody becomes available because they get cut and they need to have some cap space available? Some other people were speculating that does that mean that the extension for Cam Curl is coming or the extension for Montez Sweat is coming? Here's what to remember about extensions. Extensions are in addition to what their contract already is their contract is already on the salary cap for this year through the end of the year. So if, for example, Cam Curl gets an extension, that's not going to start until next year. You don't necessarily need cap room now. Now you can structure it to where it's going to count some cap this year. So it can be done, but normally it is an extension through post years down the road. And that would start in 2024. So again, is this move for Charles Leno? Is this something that they have some eyes on uh, getting a big extension done? I don't think so. Because again, that'll start next year. You never know. You never know how these things work out. We're not capologists. We're not front office folks. We're just uh, some people who like to talk about the commanders and give you some good insight. We definitely do that. We do have some good sources that we uh, hit up once in a while, and they uh, give us some good information that, of course, we pass along to you. So that's uh, that's, the, that's the deal with Charles Leno's uh, contract. Uh, now let's get into the power rankings from Pro Football Talk. Now, these are subjective, of course, but it's interesting to note that the commanders are at number 20. Where were they last week? Number 20. Can you blame them for not going up or not going down based on that performance against Arizona? Arizona is 32. So I don't think you can say that they needed to go up, but it's interesting to see where some of the other, uh, some of the other teams are, like the Cowboys there now at number six. They moved up four spots from 10. So some NFC East we're talking about. We don't care about anybody else. By the way, did something happen to Aaron Rodgers? I'm seeing a whole lot of buzz about Aaron Rodgers. That was, that was a joke for all those who are going to get mad. Of course, we know all about Aaron Rodgers. It's People are making a big deal about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to be so crass to say that I don't care, but that's not my team. So whatever happens with other players on other teams, okay. So it's really, to me, it's not that big of a deal whether or not what happens to other players. I'm sorry, but you know, feel bad for the guy, but not really. Cause he's not on my, my team, uh, other, other NFC East teams, of course, that are in here. Um, you have got, uh, of course they got, of course you, I mean the Eagles, the Eagles stay at number three. Uh, they were not super impressive, but they won. So they stay there at number three behind the dolphins and the 49ers. Now the dolphins leapfrogged over them. Uh, a lot of teams got leapfrogged. The chiefs, The Jets, um, of course, the Bills, all those teams that were really high, they got moved down the ladder. And, of course, the Giants, they're they're not going to do very well. They moved down to 14th, so they moved down. They only moved down, what, was that one spot, two spots? You'd think they would move down a lot more, but that was an aberration. Listen, the Giants aren't that bad. I don't think they're great, but uh, they're not bad. that bad. So those are the power rankings from Pro Football Talk. It's very subjective. It's one guy, I think, or a team of guys over it. Pro football talk. Pro football talk. So take it for what it's worth. Speaking of taking it for what it's worth, we've got your PFF grades. If you listen to this show at all or watch us on our YouTube channel, I'm not a big fan of PFF because that is very subjective, obviously but it is a ranking system that people look at and people they don't take it as gospel but they just kind of use it as their as their way of ranking um certain players and all that so let's look at where uh washington players ranked offensively so what they've done is they have put all of the the guys out there who played significant uh minutes uh, uh significant plays like they don't have Uh, Cole Turner on here. They don't have Chris Rodriguez, folks that didn't play a whole lot of plays. But there are some interesting numbers in here. If you're in green, that means you're pretty highly rated. If you're in yellow, you're basically average. And if you're in orange, you're below average. And if you're in red, you were really, really bad. So you see offensively Cosme, Leno and Wiley and Samuel all graded pretty high uh, uh, PFF ranking wise. I mean, if you look at Sam Cosme, he ranked 13th out of 66 guards. That's not bad. And then, of course, Charles Leno, he ranked 7th out of all tackles, out of 65 different tackles. That's a very high ranking. And then even the guys, the the other guy, I mean, look at Wiley. Wiley's 17th out of uh, all the tackles as well. Nick Gates was ranked 19th out of the 32 different centers, and then uh, Sadiq Charles- is ranked 40th, so he's on the lower end. Uh, his his yellow is a little bit darker yellow, which is not so great. Um, and then, of course, you've got uh, Dotson, who ranked 48th, Terry McLaurin, who ranked 63rd out of 110 receivers, and then Samuel ranked 35th. And then you get into the backfield there, and you got Logan Thomas uh, basically right in the middle of the pack uh, at a 55.1. Sam Howell, 61.4. Ranked 17th out of 32 quarterbacks. That's what you want. That's what we've been asking for. A mid-quarterback. If you got a mid-quarterback, let the rest of the team do everything. And that's where he is right now. It's one game. Things are going to change. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. So, but this is just comparing to the rest of the league. And you see uh Antonio Gibson there. Then you have Brian Robinson. Uh, that's just because Gibson is the uh the starter, considered the starter on there. Uh, but Gibson. and that's 56th out of 58, it looks like. Not good. Of course, we know he only uh, touched the ball three times, and one of those touches resulted in a fumble when Washington was just about to get into the red zone. So that was um, a very difficult situation, and people are calling for his head and talking about cutting him and all that. Look, it's one game. I understand he's got some fumbling issues in the past, past, not last year, the year before. Now he didn't touch the ball last year as much as he did the year before, but, you know, let the season play out a little bit before we start labeling guys as as busts or, uh, terrible or, or even great on the opposite spectrum. Let's let it play out a little bit defensively. You're going to see a lot of great numbers, a lot of greens in there. Of course, um, Montez Sweat is way up there. He's ninth out of edge rushers. And um, James Smith-Williams, 17th out of the edge rushers. That's impressive. Jonathan Allen, third out of 127 defensive linemen. I mean, he was the bomb. Payne was only ranked, my glasses aren't great, 33rd, 53rd with a 64.8. Come on, Payne dominated. And you've got Ridgeway in there as well. Uh, Kendall Fuller was ranked very high 20th with a 71.6 rating. Uh, St. Juice was pretty average. Um, Jamin Davis got a very high ranking. Uh, Cam curl is in there. Um, we don't even have, uh, Forbes in there. I'd have to look up his number. If I remember, it was basically pretty average as well. Forbes, uh, I mean, um, Curl had a massive game. He was 14th out of 79 safeties. Derek Forrest, who looked to be all over the field, uh, got a 62.8 and was ranked 44th. Cody Barton, 69th out of 75 linebackers. Look, Cody Barton's a problem. Let me just say that. And he played 100% of the plays this week. So those are your uh, PFF grades. Take them for what they are. Um, Like I said, that's it's... They're very subjective. Um, the, the guys who do the grading, they don't necessarily know exactly what the player is supposed to do on that play. They just make a judgment call. And if I graded, for example, if my job was to grade Andrew Wiley, or, you know, let's just say the tackles, I would do it one way. And if another guy came in would do it a totally different way. So take it for what it's worth, but it's what we have in terms of statistics and how we can judge and compare to all of the other different players, all the players in the league. So uh, it's just kind of fun to look at. So so that's going to kind of wrap it up for week one with Arizona. Tomorrow, it's time to turn our attention to Denver. you got to go out to Denver, and we're going to talk all about it. All week, we're going to be talking about it. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night, live, 7.30 p.m. on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure you join us there. If you haven't been to a live show, you're going to really enjoy it. So make sure you stop by. Trev will be there, and we're just going to have an awesome time. Thursday, daily commanders update. Friday, we're going to have a special guest. We we can't announce it yet because it's not official, but you're going to really love this guest on Friday. Saturday, we're going to have a preview show with a beat writer from uh, from the Broncos, of course. And then Sunday, we have the live watch party. Four, we'll start at four p.m. Game starts four twenty-five, I believe. So, uh, so it's going to be awesome. On to Denver. It's not going to be easy to go out to Denver and win a game, especially they're coming off a loss. But I will say this, I think Washington has an advantage a little bit in that they didn't blow the Cardinals out. If they blew the Cardinals out, they'd be going into Denver just way too high in my opinion. But because they just slipped by, there's going to be some doubts in there and they're going to be like, man, we got to focus. We can't think we're all this. But hey, they've won, what is that, five, basically five games in a row? you count Dallas from last year three preseason and this one five game winning streak that the commanders are on uh so you know hey we got to ride out we got to take these victories where we can get them it's been a long time for this organization so that's your daily commanders update here for 12 September on the stoner again make sure you hit that like hit that subscribe we appreciate everybody comments are always welcome in case you have any issues with what we said but until next time be a fan